Yes, indeed. What's going on, y'all? It's your main man, Big Wayne, with another episode of Call the High Seat. Come on in. The water's just fine. Listen, in life, you're going to overreact. You're going to underreact. You're going to see some information that make you question what you thought. And I think I may have been too soon about writing off the Patriots. I may have spoke too soon. Now, all up last season, I was going on about how I was so stuck on the Patriots, not only going to the Super Bowl, but winning the Super Bowl. I had, I've got, I've done multiple episodes about that, done all kinds of stuff about that. Patriots going to the Super Bowl, they come out and they don't look like they're going to be anywhere near the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. But over the past couple weeks, we're starting to see Mac Jones get good with the rookie quarterback. Looks like they're not going to miss Stephon Gilmore how I thought they would. We're starting to see Bill Belichick. He still is one of the best coaches of all time. Some of y'all want to say he's the best. Okay, fine. That's, you know. But they look really good. New England look good. And I'm not telling y'all nothing that you don't already know, something that you hadn't seen. And the reasons why I picked them it was because I thought they'd have a good run game and they'd have a good defense and they're going to be coached well. And hate or love Mac Jones, I thought they should have kept Cam Newton, but thank God that they didn't. <laughs> I thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be, they'd mess up. I don't think they, the losing Cam Newton, I didn't think that would hurt them too much. I thought they'd still make the Super Bowl. But now look, now They've won the last five of their six games. And I'm not saying, oh, yeah, they didn't beat people like the Jets and stuff like that. But they got some good wins, too. They beat the Chargers, and they just jumped all over the Browns. Now, the Chargers is a good football team. We know that. Some of y'all think the Chargers are going to be the Super Bowl. I've heard some people think the Chargers are going to win it all. And they beat the Browns, who's got a really good defense, and they got the best offensive line of football. And they still got a decent run game. Those are two teams they beat. Hate or love Mac Jones, I would have kept Cam Newton, but he's completing 69% of his passes. He's got 13 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Okay, you know, that's that's not bad for a rookie. We're dealing with a rookie. All rookie QBs haven't looked good. Hell, it's some it's some QBs that's been in the league for a couple years that don't look like Mac Jones. Do I need to introduce you to Sam Darnold? I think I would take Mac Jones over people like Kirk Cousins and, you know, maybe the bottom half, like Daniel Jones. I would take Mac Jones over some people like that. He's going to be a good QB. And he balled last night. He showed out. Out there hooping. That's That'll work. And if the playoffs started today, I got news for you. They the sixth seed. And who knows where they may finish. Because now they're starting to get it together. Mac Jones is learning. That defense that came together, they know what they have and know what they have not. And they're not making some of the mistakes that they was making. Had it not been for a Damian Harris fumble at the end of the game, guess what? They're probably 7-3. and three. The, And out of all the NFC, AFC teams, it's been wide open. It's been wide open. We've seen the Raiders look like they was the best team in the AFC. We've seen the Chargers at times look like they was the best team in the AFC. We've seen teams like the Bills, and some people still big on the Bills, say, oh, they the best team in the AFC. 
it's been a revolving door with this AFC conference. I don't know what it is, but it's been a who's who in the AFC. But who's been consistent the whole time is the New England Patriots. All they've done is gotten better. They may have started off a little slow, but now they're going. Like I said, the last six games they played, they've won five of them. And that'll work. That will get the job done. Because that's all you really want to see. You want to see some consistency out of your your football team. You want to know what you're going to get every week. And we know what we're going to get. We know what we're getting out of this football team because we know what we've seen. We're going to get some good defense. We're going to get some run. And we're going to see Mac make some plays. That'll work. Now, am I saying they're getting ready to go to the Super Bowl? I, I, I'm i not ready to back. I still don't think they'll win it. I'm still I'm pretty all in on the Rams at this point. And I had the Rams going to the Super Bowl the whole time. And they're doing they're about where I thought they'd be. I didn't see them getting Odell or Von Miller. But I had them being a good football team going there. So I had them about where they are. Although I will say the, it's probably worth mentioning. I probably going to have to talk about this a little later. But the Packers are doing better than what I thought they'd be. I didn't know their defense would be like this. I don't know if y'all been paying attention. But that Packers, that Green Bay defense is like legit. We can talk. We know about Carolina's defense. We know about the Bills defense, the Browns. But do not sleep on these Green Bay Packers and that defense. I know when you think about Green Bay, you think about Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Uh, it'll look like Aaron Jones going to be gone, so that sucks. But this defense is no joke. They just, <laughs> they just sat there and put the Seattle Seahawks on house arrest. Lock down no suit for you. I'm talking about a goose egg. So, I know I'm big on the Rams coming out the Super coming out the AF, NFC to go to the Super Bowl, but these Green Bay Packers will not be denied. Do not sleep on that defense, cause I will sleep. I I'm here to say I did not know Green Bay's defense was gonna be like that. I had no idea, so they're worth mentioning too. But no, the Patriots they've been consistent. They they've showed consistency and they've done things the right way throughout this whole AFC season so far so let's see what they do i i, I mean they started winning me back y'all ain't gonna lie because i've kind of bounced around I, I thought the raiders was the best team in the afc for a little bit and then yeah 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 that, that's been it I, I hadn't really been sure but you know when the facts change and you get new information you're allowed to change your opinion so i think i'm kind of going back where i started y'all i think i'm going back with new england I think I'm going back with New England, the team I like the most in the in the AFC. That's just what I'm going to do. But something else I want to talk about. I want to talk about quarterbacks for a little bit, too. Now, a couple weeks ago, I had an episode talking about what the most valuable position and what I thought it was. And a lot of y'all think as a quarterbacks, I think it's a strong run game. Because, you know, if you look at the, some of the top teams in the league, you know, like the Cowboys, the 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 Ravens, the Browns when they're healthy. Some of these teams that have a better well, the Browns are kind of falling off the wagon now, but they've been hurt. But when you look at some of the best teams, they got a good run game. I don't think that's an accident that you look at some of the best offensive teams and you out there in the league and you see who they're led by, and it's by a, a strong run game. I don't think that's an accident. I I I really don't. But nevertheless, I'm gonna talk about the quarterbacks. 
Now, I know a quarterback's important because that's who reads the defense. But here's the thing. You don't have to have the best quarterback in the world to win a Super Bowl, but you definitely don't need the worst. I think there's a, a medium somewhere to be met. Like, if you have a quarterback that's going in there fumbling the snaps, turning the ball over, can't sustain a drive, you're going to have a hard time winning a football game. But you don't have to have one that's going to throw for 500 yards and get four touchdown passes either. You don't have to do that. What you, but what you need in a quarterback, you need a quarterback that can make plays. Who can get something done? Be it passing the ball or running. Because Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback, but nobody's going to put him as an elite passer, although he has made some great strides passing the ball, but they think about his legs before they do his arm. Then you got people like Patrick Mahomes who can make a play kind of kind of both ways. Aaron Rodgers can kind of go a little both ways, you know, them improvised type quarterbacks. They can just kind of make something happen. And that's really what that is, you making a play. So if you need somebody that's going to make a play, wouldn't you still consider them a great quarterback? You don't have to. Everybody don't have to get it done like Peyton Manning. And what we're seeing throughout the league and throughout time, mobility is starting to be, you know, a more valued asset. Because it's so much you got to account for. It can set up so much. And with that in mind, it got me thinking about, you know, the QB that just came back home in Charlotte, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, although he didn't have a lot of attempts, he didn't he didn't get a lot of run, and we knew he wasn't going to get a lot of run because he got signed on, like, what, Thursday, Wednesday? He got signed on, you know, uh, three days prep against the Cardinals. And look what he did. He went out there his first two times he touched the ball. All he did, he got a rushing touchdown. Then he had the nerve to turn around and get a pass and touchdown. He did good. He was responsible for two touchdowns. They scored 17 points in the first quarter. But because he can make plays. And Cam's always been good at that. He's always been good at that. So if y'all, and we've seen there are worse QBs in the league than Cam Newton. We I told y'all that before. I said it was not 32 guys better than Cam. And then Cam actually said the same thing like a little later. So we knew that. So Cam should have been on somebody's roster. That that's so and if y'all thought he was washed up, shame on y'all. Shame on y'all. I'm, I'm not saying he's been a he finna get a touchdown every time he touched the ball, but what I am saying, he can still make a play. He has, you know, a veteran mentality in the league. You don't think he can get a first and down like it was third and short? You don't think he can get that like a Lamar Jackson can, like a Patrick Mahomes can, like an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, whoever you want to put out there? You need somebody that can make plays at quarterback. That's your most valuable asset as a quarterback. It's not how you, you can throw it the farthest. It's, well, it needs to help you can read the defense. It's not about that. It's about can you keep your offense on the field? Can you protect the football? When something needs to happen, can you do it? These are some of the questions I got about Ryan Tannehill. By the way, let me just speak on that real quick. I was wrong about the Titans. I thought they was going to go 0-3. I thought they was going to lose to the Colts, lose to the Rams, and lose to the Saints. And I'd be damned if they didn't win all three games. <laughs> so not only was I wrong, but they did the exact opposite of what I thought I was going to do, although the Saints is kind of beat up. But nevertheless, good job, Saints. I mean, Titans. Y'all, y'all proved these are wrong, making me look crazy. So, good stuff. But no, that's why you trust QB. Some QBs better than more so than others. 
It's about can you make a play? When your quarterback is under center, how do you feel about him? How do you feel when you are getting out, when that guy is under center? Do you feel good about that? Do you feel good about him doing something? Like Carolina, I feel a lot better with Cam Newton than I did with Sam Darnold. Why? Because I know Cam can get something done. Is he perfect? No. There is no perfect quarterback. Like if you have Patrick Mahomes, and I was out on the Chiefs, but they had I still knew Patrick Mahomes was the best QB in the league, and I still think he's the best quarterback in the league. I I still believe that. I didn't think the Chiefs was gonna make the playoffs, but I always thought he was the best QB in the league because really the Chiefs for a second, they give me, you know, that two thousands Colts type vibe. You know, when they had Marvin uh Reggie Wayne and Rodney Harrison, Edgar James, Peyton Manning, but they really didn't have the best defense in the world. That's kind of what this Chiefs team remind me of. Great offense, maybe it's going to be all-time great before it's all said and done. We don't know. But they had a good thing, but they just can't get – they just can't stop the bleeding when you know, people raining points on their head. And that's really what the Colts' problem was back in the day. They couldn't stop nobody. It wasn't offense. If they had a defense, who knows how many rings Peyton would have had. But you need great quarterback play. You need, well, no, you need good quarterback play. That's what you need. Can your quarterback make plays and can he protect the football? Never mind the fact, can he put a football through a pin needle? That's important. That's cool if you can do that, but it's not important. Everybody don't have an Aaron Rodgers. That's okay. That's okay. Is Matt Stafford the best quarterback in the league? No, he's not, but he can make a play. He can make every throw. He can do that. And if he needs to kind of move a little bit, I think he can move a little bit. Is Mac Jones the best QB? No, he's not. But he protects the football. He can make the right read. That's what you need. But at the same time, you don't want a quarterback, just because you have a quarterback, that can move with his legs, that can make the right read, that can pass. That don't necessarily mean you guaranteed prosperity either. Because then you got teams that are too dependent on a quarterback and you can't do anything else well outside of the quarterback position. Prime example, let me introduce you to the Seattle Seahawks, who they have an all-time great quarterback. I think Russell Wilson is going to be top 10 all-time when it's all said and done. But now look at them. Look like they're getting ready to miss the playoffs. And I, I thought they missed the playoffs anyway, so it's no shot. But I'm just saying, just because you have that, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win it all. But that's what you need out of your quarterback. Can you protect the football? And can you make plays? And with that in mind, why did it take Cam so long to get back in the league? Why was it so hard to, to see that Cam can play? It shouldn't have took, it shouldn't have took us this, at this point in the season to, for Cam to be on a roster. He should have been on somebody's roster. He should have been on somebody's roster. So I'm glad he's there. Good for him. Good for Carolina. Me as a Carolina fan, I'm happy for it. I'm all for it. But when you're looking for these quarterbacks, that's what makes a good quarterback. Can you make plays? Can When something needs to happen, can you do it? Because I love a good running game. Y'all know how I feel about the running game. I'm old school, baby. I love me some power football. But at some point, your QB is going to have to do something for you. Something. And when you need it, can your quarterback do that? So, good for Cam. And if you got a good quarterback, good for you. Now, I want to segue to basketball real quick. And I want to talk about the Warriors. A lot of y'all, 
are ready to crown the Warriors right now. A lot of y'all think the Warriors, oh, they right back in dynasty mode. They finna go on to start ring off another three, four championships. A lot of y'all think that. Uh, and I'm going to say not so fast. Just hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some info in it. Just for a minute. Just for a second. Now, I'll concede that right now they look like the best team in basketball. I'll concede that they are playing really well and at a high level. But I will also say, do not sleep or don't get too high on this regular season so far. Number one, because it's early. And number two, you don't get to eat on bad teams. You don't get to eat on bad teams in the playoffs. There ain't no bad teams in the playoffs. Because you play teams, you know, like, you know, the Lakers and the Suns and the, the Clippers in the playoffs. That's who you matched up with. So don't look so much at the record, but think down the line. Think about, because that's what it is about in the playoffs. It's about matchups. And the thing about the Warriors, they are a flashy team. And y'all know my t- thing about flashy teams and tough teams. I'd rather have a tough team than a flashy team. Like, look at the Bucks. I told y'all this. They're not too flashy. Giannis, he, he don't do nothing but just take it to the hole. That's what he can do when he play good defense. He'll get you some rebounds, and he's going to put it on your head. That's what he's going to do. And look, he won a championship with it because he's not so dependent on hand, ball handling. He don't need the refs to win him a game like some players might, and we're seeing some people struggle because of the new foul call rule. But players like Giannis, that's not going to affect him too much. Players like Kawhi, whenever he come back, that's not going to affect him too much. Players like Bron Bron, that's not going to affect him too much. And it won't even affect the guy like Steph too much because he don't really depend on contact either. He's like a flat. The Warriors are a real finesse-type team. You know, it's a lot of spacing with them, and it's a lot of shooting, live by the three, die by the three. But at some point, what's going to mess them up is going to be size and physicality. Now, if they're playing another another team that has, like, guard play and they depend on guard play, the Warriors will match up good with them because it's going to be hard to deal with a Klay Thompson and a Steph Curry in the same sentence. It's going to be hard to do with that. But if you're dealing with a team like they got some great wings, then I think you may have a problem. Like a team like when the Clippers, when they get healthy, when Kawhi come back, how are they going to deal with a Paul George and uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard? How are they going to deal with that? The Lakers, they're a big team. And I know the Lakers have been fumbling and bumbling. And I understand that the Warriors beat the Lakers their first game. I get that. But do you think that they're going to see the same Lakers team day one? Is going to be the same team when they see each other in the playoffs? Because I still got that as my Western Conference Finals matchup, Warriors and the Lakers. I'm, I'm still on that. I was on that day one, and I'm on that day now. And I'm not going to move off that unless I need to. But that's pretty much the hill I'm going to die on. Warriors, Lakers, and the in the Western Finals. But the size, I know they got James Wiseman, but do you trust James Wiseman to, to keep Anthony Davis under wraps and still deal with Dwight at the same time in the playoffs when things matter the most? And, yeah, LeBron's missing some games now. He's looking like he's, you know, looking like he's starting to break down a little bit. But I trust him in the playoffs. Why? Because he hadn't given me a reason not to trust him. Now, I got my doubts about AD because, you know, he be hurt a lot. But I think they'll be there when you need to be. And I do trust Dwight. I absolutely trust Dwight, who should have been on the top 75. But that's another conversation for another day. They got the size. They can, 
when they start playing some defense, they, the Lakers will be all right. They're going to look like the best team. When they start playing some defense and stop turning the ball over, like it's like in football. Can you protect the football? Can you protect the basketball? They don't need to have three-point shooting. You don't have to have elite three-point shooting. You don't have to you know, hit 53s a game to win a championship. That's not what you need. What you need is good rebounding. You need good defense and points in the paint. And can you do that at a high level? I think the Lakers are going to be able to do that. With Russ, with LeBron, and AD, absolutely. Now, do you trust the Warriors to get points in the paint? Yeah, I'm sure they can get them, but they're not going to get them like the Lakers. And I, I'm sorry, you live by the three, die by the three, and it's going to be hard to hit some of those threes like you're hitting now. You can hit them on bad teams, but can you hit them on good teams? And we've seen, I'm, I'm not saying Steph's not clutch or nothing like that, but we've seen them falter and look a little suspect in big moments. That's that's just what it is. I, I'm not hating, that's just what it is. We've seen Steph miss a lot of shots that need to be hit. We've seen that. People hate on Russ about missing some big shots, but Steph has missed a lot of them too. So we're going to be fair, be fair about it. Because if it's Russ missing a last-minute shot, oh, y'all will take him to the cross. But let Steph do it, oh, it's fine. And then we act like we didn't see it. So I don't think that's right either. You got to start playing them with a fair. So the Warriors are good. I think they're going to have a good record. They may finish with the number one seed. They might finish with the best record in the NBA, maybe. But when they start playing these teams with size and physicality, that is what's going to show they weakness. Yes, they have Draymond, a good defender. Yes, Dr- James Wiseman to get back. But I don't think he's going to be able to bang with some of these season teams. Because James Wiseman don't have a lot of playoff experience. Now, the rest of the Warriors do. So that's that's fine with Jordan Poole, though, although he's looking really good, too. But they're not going to have the experience that the Lakers have. I still got the Lakers winning it all. And I think Russ wants it. Russ and Melo, both of them want a ring. They want it in the worst way. So when they start feeling that blood in the water, when they start seeing them playoff commercials, and they in there, and they got an OG like Bron Bron, and they got one of the best big men in the game, and Anthony Davis, and they got a champion, and Dwight Howard, and you got a champion like Rondo, and you got that cohesion, that's going to be tough to beat. I don't care who you are between leadership, veteransmanship, and when you got people that want it, that is going to be hard to stop. And I don't think the Warriors are going to be able to stop all that in one time, in one sitting, in one series. Ask yourself this. In a seven-game series, can you see a team with the Warriors who I still think are a little small, they're going to be a little small next to the Lakers, that can beat LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony in a seven-game series, especially with how we've seen Melo shoot that thing this season. I don't think the Warriors are going to be able to do that. What they are doing now, the Warriors look good, but is it sustainable? How many 50-point games do you expect uh, Steph Curry to put up? And the Lakers are hurt right now. And they still looking like they are trying to improve. You can improve. Because what they're doing, I'm saying the Lakers are, like I said, the Lakers are beating themselves when they're beating, when they are getting beat by other teams. When they stop turning the ball over, they will look like a better team. 
When they stop letting their foot off the gas and stop blowing these leads off, they will be a better team. When LeBron comes back, they will be a better team. When they all get their roles figured out and their identity and what who's supposed to do what, they will be a better team. And when they become a better team, will the Warriors be able to stop that? I'm sorry, class. I don't think they will. I'm trusting LeBron. I'm trusting the OGs in the game. That's just where I'm at. And if I'm going down, then I'm going down like the Titanic. But I'm not changing my mind. Yes, the Warriors look good right now. I'll concede if you want to say the Warriors are going to win it. Okay, fine. You can believe that because what we've seen, they look like they about to pick up right where they left off. But the reality is we've seen Steph falter in some big game moments. We've seen the Warriors blow a 3-1 lead. And we have not seen Clay play basketball in two years. So, yes, we have an idea what he might be. But at the end of the day, we do not know. We don't know what Clay's going to look like after two years. What will James Wiseman look like in the playoffs? We do not know. Again. We saw this Warriors team with, with Steph having an MVP year, looking good like they do now. They got bounced by the Memphis Grizzlies in the play-in tournament. Now, are they better now? Yes, they are. But despite Steph's playing, we have seen Steph play good and at a high level and them still miss the playoffs. I told y'all, and I'll say it again, when you – have the, a team when the best player is a point guard, there is only so far you are getting in the playoffs. Historically, I'll say it again. Yes, we saw Magic do it. Yes, we saw Isaiah Thomas do it. Yes, we even saw Steph Curry do it the one year. But remember, that was the year the whole Cavs team fell apart. Kyrie got hurt and Kevin Love got hurt and Bron Bron was just outmatched. He was just outmatched because all he had left was Della Vadova. That's all they had left. And then the other times the Warriors won, KD was the best player on the team. When we all know that. So, historically speaking, we have not seen a team outside of those three. We have not seen it. And I'm saying it again. When your best player is a point guard, there is only so far you are getting in the playoffs. So far, and now it'll get you good now because you can beat up on some good teams. You're going to see teams like the Timberwolves. You're going to see teams like the Suns. I mean, not the Suns. They're playing good. They're like 9-3. and three. We're going to see teams like Houston. We're going to see teams like the Kings. Yes, those are going to be bad teams, the Pistons. Those teams don't exist in the playoffs. They don't exist in the play-in tournament. So when you got to go against a team like the Suns, for a weak basis, what can you do then? When you go against teams against like the Lakers on a weak basis, what are you going to do then? When you see teams like the Clippers on a weak basis, what are you going to do then? I even say it. When you see teams against, against the Dallas Mavericks, what are you going to do then? Because I'm not big on Dallas either for a lot of the same reasons that I, I, I'm kind of out on the war. Not out on them, but kind of down on the Warriors on how far they're going to go. That's still going to be a tough out, although we haven't seen them get out the first round, and I think some of that's more about Luka than it is the Mavericks, but that's another conversation for another day. But again, when you have a player as a point guard, and we've seen a lot of great point guards in this league, when they were the best player, how far did they get? Be it a, And you, can, you might even get far. Hell, we saw Jason Kidd get his team to the finals twice. Twice! But they didn't win it. 
So it can happen, but it's hard to win. It's only so far you getting. And had Jason Kidd been going against LeBron James, I don't think they would have won it. I don't think they'd got that far. That's just my opinion. You know, I just call it how I see it. So that's my hang-up with the Warriors. And uh, something else I want to talk about real quick. Somebody else looking like they got a ceiling. We got to talk about these Knicks, y'all. We're going to talk about these Knicks real quick. Because I'd be remiss if I didn't say something about New York. Uh, the Knicks got problems. I thought they'd be a little better than what they are. And I know exactly what their problem is. For those of y'all that don't know, they started off 7-3 and three and they've lost like the past three straight games. They got to get their cohesion right. They got to get their offensive unit right. The second unit is actually better than the first team. And that's the problem. What's the problem? <laughs> it's a problem for a lot of reasons. Why? Because the offensive team doesn't know how to play together. So when you see the Knicks and they go on these runs, it's always with the second unit. And a lot of that team on the second unit, like the Emmanuel Quickly, like the Derrick Rose, Obi Toppin, people like uh, Taj Gibson when he comes in, they got chemistry because that Alec Burks, that was a lot of people that came that was good last year what made the Knicks so special. That was that team last year. But the problem is when they go on these runs and then we'll see players, the other opposing team will put their starters back in. And the Knicks' second unit is good. I'd put it up there against anybody's second unit. But they're not good enough to beat most starters in the league. So when they're outmatched and just out-talented, you're going to have a problem. But then what do you try to do? You try to put your starters back in, but they're still trying to figure things out. They got to figure out the Kemba and the Fournier thing together and the Julius Randle thing together. And Julius hadn't been playing great the past two games. It's been good, but he hadn't been what he was. And maybe he's coming down to earth. But I think Julius is still good. But they got to figure it out together. And that's what we're seeing. Well, number one, Julius and RJ has taken a step back on defense, too. I don't know if it's hustle or what. But how they was playing on defense last year is not the same. And I knew we would take a step back on defense. I knew that because we got some offensive pieces. Because we upgraded from, we went from Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock to Kemba Walker and Fournier. So, yes. We improved on offense, but I knew we was going to be some step backs on defense because Kemba's not really giving you too much on on defense, so that's not a surprise. And Fournier, you know, he's hit and miss on defense. But until this offensive unit comes together, learns how to play, the Knicks are going to have a real problem. That's really the only problem I see with the Knicks, figuring out that offensive, that first unit. Because the bench is fine. There's nothing wrong with the bench. We know Rose is the closer. Rose is the closer last year. He's the closer this year. We, we, he's really the best closer we got on the team, if we're going to be honest about the situation. But, man, they got to figure out. They got to figure out that starting lineup. Because until we figure out that starting lineup and how to play together, we're going to keep on seeing these great games this week, this night and a bad game that night. We might have a 16-point lead one minute, and then we down by four the next. We're going to keep on having those problems until we figure out the roles and responsibilities of the starting lineup. Now, I think they'll turn it around. I still think the Knicks is a second-round team in the playoffs. I could be right about that. I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm just calling it how I see it. But until next time, y'all, I'm out.